Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From KMOX Sports. The young swings and lifts a high fly ball. Millikens win! Millikens win! This is Sports Open Line. It's a grand slam! Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice. Yes! KMOX. We have arrived to Friday. We welcome you into the program. My name's Matt Pauly, a full two-hour program. We're not getting many of these uh, these days. Only have one next week. We had one earlier this week on Wednesday. But indeed, tonight, we take you all the way till 8 o'clock, and we have a jam-packed show on the way. As always, if you want to join us, you can uh, connect by calling and or texting 314-436-7900. That is 314-436-7900. You can also tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. So this is what we've got going on, our parade of coaches begins tonight. What we're going to be doing over the next week or so, so we're starting tonight and it will continue into uh, next week as well. Uh, we are going to try to talk to as many of the area Division One men's basketball coaches as possible as the uh, college basketball season is getting underway on Monday. Of course, we are your home for St. Louis University men's basketball. Rammer and Earl Austin Jr. will be uh, on the call of the game coming up on Monday as they open up their season. But uh, we, as we go over the next week or so, we're going to try to check in with as many of the men's basketball coaches really through the through the region, the extended St. Louis area as possible. We'll have two on tonight. Uh, joining us in about 25 minutes, Lyndon Woodman's basketball coach Kyle Gerdeman will join us. And then in the second hour at about uh, 735, we're going to hear from uh, Southern Illinois men's basketball coach Brian Mullins. So those are our two coaches tonight in night number one of our parade of coaches. Uh, speaking of Rammer, Bob Ramsey, he joins us in about uh, 10 minutes. And next hour, our good friend Joe Roderick from uh, Klabes Online, he is going to be with us as well. Plus, we will hear some uh, audio from earlier today. Blues coach Craig Berube meeting with the media after another loss. And I'll be honest, like, my job, my job is to pop open this microphone and have a strong opinion about things. I don't know what's going on with the Blues. I, I just, I don't, uh, they are a better team than they are showing. And people have thrown out ideas. Like the, the most common thing that's getting thrown out there is that this team is missing David Perron. This team has not lost six games in a row because David Perron's not on the roster. Like if, if Perron is here, I'm not convinced that they're still not on a six game losing streak. 
that that he's not the difference between this team looking like a really, really, really good Western Conference team and them being who they are right now, where it's just it's not good. They're up one nothing after one period yesterday, and then all of a sudden the barrage from the Islanders, where the Islanders score four second period goals, and like at that point it's over. At that point it's done. I just I don't know what the answer is. I'll tell you what I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards this just being a thing where it's early on in the season and the chemistry isn't there yet and you're still trying to figure out who works best together. But I don't know for sure that's it. Like that, I'm a big believer in like the easiest answer, the most common sense answer, uh, the most logical answer more often is the answer. It's the right one. I, way too often in life, sports and everything else, we we get too far into the weeds. We spend way too much time trying to figure something out when the answer is right in front of us. So that that's my initial reaction is that a month from now, month and a half from now, we're going to be looking at this team and they're going to be on some sort of a roll and everything's going to be okay and they're going to be scoring goals and they're going to be getting uh, good goaltending and the d- defensively they're going to shore themselves up uh, a little bit. Like My expectation is that they are going to be much better, but I don't know for sure that they're going to. There's, there's no guarantee that that is indeed what is going to happen. And the six-game losing streak's alarming. Like I've, I'm not an alarmist. If you've been listening to me for the uh, for the handful of months I've been here at KMOX, I, I think you know that about me. I'm not an alarmist. I don't try to throw red flags up all the time. I just um, I just don't know what's going on with this Blues team, and I don't understand. The, the thing that's uh, frustrating is the wrong word. Alarming. The thing that's alarming is at times it feels like it's intensity that's missing. And that's not good. <laughs> that's really not good. And more often than not, and I like Craig Berube a lot. This is not, this is not a criticism of Craig Berube. It's just a statement of fact. More often than not, when you see that type of play from a team – the the people that get the finger pointed at him is the head coach. Well, Doug Armstrong has already come out and very much said that Craig Berube's not going anywhere. So I don't think he's the problem, but generally if the problem is uh, an intensity problem, the first person you're looking at is the head coach. Well, the head coach isn't going anywhere. So then we got to look past him and see what else might be going on. I also, and this is a little bit of a shot at the guys in the room at the moment, because when the team general manager walks into your room and gives kind of a, a state of the union, lets you know where everything is, lets you know that it's not acceptable, lets you know that the coach isn't going anywhere, so you guys better get things going. And I know when Armstrong talked about that meeting, he said it wasn't a threat. It was. It absolutely was a threat. Because when you walk in there and you say, we're not afraid to make changes, and you also say that you're not going to fire the head coach, you're not going to move on from the head coach, the only other thing to do is to move on from players. It absolutely 100% was a threat. That's That gets your attention as a player. And the fact that they haven't done anything, that, that they had another not great effort after that uh, meeting, I, I just don't know. That was I fully expect them to win that game last night and win it in like dominant fashion. Like, like they were going to... They were going to press the Nintendo reset button yesterday and everything was going to get back going. Now they go on the road for a while. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe getting away from St. Louis 
everybody being kind of together, being in the hotel, team coming together, that sort of thing. Maybe that's what they need. I don't know. But uh, it's it's not good. It is not good at the moment. And, again, we'll hear the uh, post-game comments of uh, Craig Baru. Not the post-game comments, the uh, comments from uh, practice earlier today from uh, Craig Berube coming up later on in the program. On the way next, though, we'll talk uh, both St. Louis University and Lindenwood basketball with Bob Ramsey. Rammer joins us in just a moment. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your home of the Cardinals. Arnado swings and hits it deep to left field. That ball is out of here. The Billikens. Jumper. Yes! Billikens win! The Chiefs. Touchdown! Kansas City! We are America's Sports Voice. KMOX. Sports Open Line does continue our parade of coaches beginning this evening. Lyndon Woodman's basketball coach Kyle Gerdeman is going to join us in about 15 minutes. And then at 7.35, Southern Illinois men's basketball coach Brian Mullins is going to join us. We're going to be talking with area basketball coaches throughout the course of the next week or so as the college basketball season is beginning on Monday. That includes for St. Louis University, the voice of the Billikens. He's everywhere. Lindenwood football. He's been doing some Lindenwood basketball. If you're a Seinfeld fan, if Kramer was talking about him he would say he's so prolific he is bob ramsey you'll hear him monday night rammer thanks for the time how are you matt good to talk to you my friend how's it going it is good um just where's your excitement level right now we're within 72 hours or so of this season getting going i can't wait on one hand it seems like it's been forever getting here um uh, on the other it seems like it's right on top of us and playing for real on monday night and on camel x uh it's just really going to be a lot of fun this this uh, figures to be a very special season. It does. And this is that time of year where guys get sick of seeing each other. And I know they played the exhibition against Umzel, but it's been mostly practicing against each other. How important is it for these guys to finally go out on Monday night against Murray state and see somebody not wearing a bill uniform? Yeah. And they're, you know, they're really ready for it. Um, uh, last Saturday, they had a secret scrimmage against Bradley and uh, it was a, uh, I'm told a hard-fought game that went into overtime, and um, uh, Travis told me earlier this week uh, at practice that he was he was not real happy. He thought it was not unlike the Umsel game that the Billikens were pretty uneven. That when they were doing things right, it looked great, but there were times when they weren't doing things right, and it wasn't close to great. <laughs> so I think unevenness while 
for, from a head coach's point of view, is not acceptable ever. Um, I think uh, you and I, who can sit on the sidelines, would say it, at some level it's understandable. Yeah, I would guess just about every basketball coach in the nation right now, no matter what level they're coaching, might be referring to their team as uneven. It's just a tough time yeah. to have everything going. Yeah, it really is. And, um, you know, there's some new players in the mix, and some uh, some teams have more than a few new players. Some some teams that are expecting to be com- really competitive have almost all new players. It's just the transfer portal has, has really changed the game. And um, uh, it's going to make it real exciting, including – uh, Monday night, Murray State, they've got, gosh, they, they, they've got, uh, I think, a dozen new guys. I mean, it's crazy the numbers of people some teams are bringing in. But we know the folks at Murray, they expect to compete every year, and they will as they move to the Missouri Valley Conference. Saw this earlier from uh, Coach Ford on Twitter. I guess he took lunch over to the uh, St. Louis um, women's uh, soccer team as they're getting ready for a championship, a game match in the A-10 championship tournament on Sunday, and obviously they're going to be a very high seed in the NCAA tournament. We talked about this the last time you were on, but, man, the, the, the excitement about all things Billikens, especially because of not just women's soccer but men's soccer as well, it really seems like everybody's on the same page, everybody's pulling in the same direction, and everybody's really excited about what's going on. Huge amount of energy on campus. When you win, that happens, right? So both men and women soccer are ranked. Um, they're uh, uh, the building that's going on um, with the addition to Schaefer's McLaughlin Family Sports Center, um, uh, Athlete Center. Uh, the, the energy is palpable. There's no question about it. And I love that Travis um, is involved with everybody and you know reaching out to the soccer teams. Um, to let them know they're paying attention and they're in on it. You know, there was a fun Twitter promotion for the women's game coming up on Sunday, and Yuri Collins was involved. And that kind of cohesiveness um, makes it fun. and makes it fun on campus. You're right. Yeah, and, you know, that's a great point because we can talk about coaches supporting coaches, but I can tell you that, like, student athletes, when they're when they're performing and they look up into the stands and see the other teams there supporting them, that means so much to them. It's huge. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, women's basketball uh, played an exhibition last night. They lost a tough one. Rebecca Tillett against Maryville has a whole new team. and Not a whole new team, but a lot of new players. And um, they had a disastrous first quarter, but then played pretty good the rest of the way and made it a fairly close game at the end. And that's going to be fun to see this, this new program um, get going. Uh, it's a lot of fun at the Jewel of Midtown right now. So I I realize that they they played uh, Umzel in the exhibition. I realize they had the scrimmage, but jumping in with Murray State and Memphis being two of the first three, that's a really tough way to go. That there's no easing into this schedule. Well, and Travis didn't want to leave anything to chance, uh, including non-conference schedule. Atlantic 10 has helped scheduling with the teams that are expected to compete. But Murray State, Memphis, Maryland, Miami, Providence, one of those two, Auburn, um, Iona, Boise State. I mean, it's, and, and I've left out a couple. That's a heck of a non-conference schedule. I mean, it's a real challenge. And, you know, if you're a mid-major, you can't leave things to chance. You know, we've seen uh, Missouri Valley teams um, um get the short end of the stick when the uh, selection committee rolls around in March. So you've got to 
um, really uh, pack your non-conference schedule. But moreover, here's the important part. you got to win games. Yeah. It's great to play hard teams, but you got to win games. And that's what the challenge is for the Billikens. Um, not just schedule everybody, but get W's here in November and December. Before I get you out of here, do you want to talk Lindenwood for just a moment? You've been part of the football broadcast this year, and you're going to be doing some of the basketball games when your schedule allows and there's not a slew conflict. Uh, Coach Gerdeman's going to be joining us in uh, less than 10 minutes here on the program. But we've talked so much about the football program and the tr- uh, the transition to Division One. Men's basketball doing the exact same thing and going into a pretty solid conference in the OVC. Yeah, jumping into the Ohio Valley Conference, we have great respect for that conference. And Kyle... He's got a real nice group, and I think what they'll see, just like football's seen, have some ups, have some downs, learn from it, um, trust your process moving forward, and you have to build. Uh, And I think that's what Kyle's got going. My old pal Anthony Bean is a trusted assistant coach for him, and um, they and the rest of the staff, they'll get these guys going. Um, uh, They brought in a couple of players in the transfer portal that are expected to contribute Right away, um, uh, I think I saw one prognosticator pick Lindenwood last in the Ohio Valley. Uh, I don't think that'll happen. And um, But the opportunity is there to come in and make a name for yourself, just like football did. And um, Lindenwood football has kind of set the tone uh, for other teams uh, on campus to get out there in their conference and get some things done. And... Um, you accept to be the best you can be, and and I think Kyle will tell you those very same things when he comes on in just a few minutes. Yeah, you know, the challenge, I, just thinking about from a recruiting standpoint and the way they've been recruiting the last couple of years, you're recruiting kids who maybe are going to play a little bit of D2, maybe play a little bit of D1, depending on if they're coming in this year. They're going to be there for that transitional period. It, it like you, You're bringing in guys, but they're playing at different levels during their career. That's not easy to do. No, it's not. And then, and then the ones who have had the transfer portal kids who have had um, uh, experience playing at other places, they got to come in and they got to mesh. And so you've got, you know, all these different levels of things to deal with. But if it clicks, for some teams it will, and for others they'll probably struggle. But, you know, the aforementioned Murray State, they're kind of doing the same thing as they lost um, – uh, a, a ton of talent from their really good team last year. And um, so rebuilds are not unlike what Lindenwood's trying to do in a jump to division one in bringing in talent and finding ways to make it mesh and be competitive at the next level. And that's what they're trying to do. We're going to hear a whole lot of Bob Ramsey here on uh, KMOX moving forward. SLU opens up their season Monday night. 7 o'clock tip-off pregame is going to begin uh, just after 6.45. He and Earl Austin Jr. Uh, Rammer, I can't wait to listen to uh, the games, and uh, we'll be listening coming up on Monday night. I'll tell you this. We're going to score a lot of points. We're going to win a lot of games. It's going to be fun right here on KMOX all season. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Rammer. Thanks, Matt. Bob Ramsey joining us here on the program. Appreciate him taking us some time with us Monday night.
Murray State, 7 o'clock tip-off. Again, uh, our coverage will begin just after uh, 6.45. So we'll do Sports Open Line for about 45 minutes, and then we'll make way for uh, Rammer and Earl Austin Jr. and St. Louis University basketball. We are going to uh, keep this uh, trend going, talking college basketball. Our parade of coaches will begin on the way uh, in in just a moment. Kyle Gerdeman, the head coach of Lindenwood Basketball, he joins us when we return at Sports Open Line on KMOX. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is Sports Open Live on America's Sports Voice. Touchdown, Kansas City! KMOX. Continuing on on a Friday night, our parade of coaches beginning tonight as we are going to talk to hopefully as many as possible area Division I men's basketball coaches with the college basketball season beginning. Some coaches will talk to, obviously, prior to Monday. Some will talk to them after their first game of the year. But uh, we're going to be joined by as many as possible uh, this week into next week as well. So let's start that with a guy who uh, is leading his program into brand new waters as they become a Division One program. We are very happy to uh, welcome on the head coach of the Lindenwood men's basketball team. He is Coach uh, Kyle Gerdeman. Coach, thank you so much for your time. How are you? No, doing great, man, and uh, appreciate you having us on and, and, uh, and love doing these type of things, so so we appreciate it. Yeah, before we even get into your team, I want to ask you about this. I mean, there is so much excitement around Lindenwood Athletics. The football team has been r- really good this year. They've gotten great crowds. Obviously, a lot of excitement as the athletic department goes through the Division One transition. What it's What is it like right now just being part of this athletic department? Yeah, you know, and then you're right. There's just been a ton of excitement for, for all of our programs and, and around campus. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's really, you know, I, I think you look at it as, as, as motivation, you know, not that you need it a whole lot more than you normally would, but I think it keeps you engaged. I think it keeps you excited, you know, to use a term that you used already. Um, you know, I think it helps our team, uh, you know, stay stay excited, stay focused on on the challenges ahead and the journey ahead. So, you know, I think it, you know, it helps you just when you get to campus every day and you just kind of, you kind of feel that excitement and then you go watch our other teams play, our, our volleyball team play, our football team play, our, our hockey team play. And it's just, it's just a fun atmosphere to be around. And it kind of gives you a, gives you a little sample of what it might, might be like for yourself as we, as we get ready to tip off here. What has it been like for you and your staff recruiting over the last few years? Because you've got a few different things going on, you know, the transition to division one, but there's that probationary period. And uh, maybe some of your players who are still here, were not playing, you know, you were not the D the D one program before Like I, there's so many different things that you kind of have to, to sell over the last few years. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. You know, I mean, I, I look at it even, even a little bit deeper, you know, this is starting year four for me. Um, and when I got here in year one, I got the job in July, and, and I think we had three players on the roster. So so we got a late start in year one. 
uh, with our recruiting. Then you roll into the COVID situation that, that really hampers a lot of things. So we have to go through that. So, so while we've been trying to, to, to lay the foundation of our program that at that time was a Division II program, you feel like you're coming out of COVID, you're making some progress, and then the university announces we're going Division I, which is, which is fantastic. And so then you almost feel like you're restarting again. And, um, you know, in so many ways, I think as we looked at our recruiting, we kind of were starting again as, you know, this team brought back two players that played for us last year. We had some other guys on the roster, but two guys, Kevin Caldwell, Brandon Trimble, that played a lot for us the last two years. They're only experienced guys. And so here we are again, kind of kind of restarting our foundation and our structure and recruiting. Um, but this time around, I, I will say it was it was it was a little bit different, obviously, than, than recruiting, at, recruiting at the Division II level. A lot more doors are open. There's a lot more players that you know, as you know, guys want to play Division One basketball. That's what they worked for their whole life. So so it was different, but at the same time, it was kind of similar challenges that we had when we got started. You know, four years ago, that we kind of had to reset it again and get moving. You coached at a big-time JUCO for a while. Is is the recruiting for that where you're looking for a very high-level athlete? Is that is there some similarities? Has that helped you out in this uh, in this period? Um, you know what? I think that um, I think that more and more with the transfer portal, and I think other coaches would tell you the same thing. Um, I think there's starting to be some similarities uh, the way we recruit now that are just like the way we recruited in junior college because there was always a lot of turnover in junior college. Obviously, you've got guys for, for two years at the most, and you're always looking for a new group of guys. And I think the way that you see the transfers, uh, kids entering the portal, the use, of the, the use of coaches, the way we use the transfer portal, I think there's a lot of similarities there. I think you make a great point. And, you know, those are things that, that yeah, we've got some experience in. Guys on my staff have experience in those things. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a good way to look at it. You mentioned experience. You have a lot of experience. You, you know about the OVC with your ties, obviously, to, to Southeast Missouri. Uh, does that help you as well, just uh, obviously kind of knowing the lay of the land, even though the league looks a little bit different? Well, yeah, yeah, I think so, you know, um, because, uh, you know, I, I've said it before, you know, like I've always kind of kind of paid attention to the OVC from, you know, going to school at SEMO then being an assistant at SEMO. So, you know, also just being from, you know, being from the St. Louis area, you know, it's, you just kind of know about the league. So, yeah, I think it helps. Um, obviously, there's been a lot, of, a lot of turnover in the league, not just with teams, but also with coaches since the last time I really was, you know, totally focused on it. But you still have a good idea of what the league is about. You understand how competitive it is. You understand how, how good all the teams are. So, so I think it definitely helps. Your first three games, you go to Dayton, then you're back home for Hannibal LaGrange, and then you go to Missouri. So your team is going to get a very quick uh, lesson on just what exactly the level you're playing at is. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, we do have some Division One transfers that, that will help us in an experienced, uh, from an experienced standpoint. Um, so they've kind of been in these situations before, but they're always challenging games. You know, when you talk about playing at Dayton, which is a you know just one of the greatest you know home courts in all of mm-hmm. college basketball, um, and then you know you, you come home and play a game, and then you go to Missouri, which there'll be a lot of excitement there uh, with a new coaching staff and, and some new energy there. That's great to see. Um, 
And, you know, I, again, I think you, you count on your, your experienced guys to kind of get you through that. And then at the same time, you know, you really understand how challenging it is. And, and you just go in there and try to be competitive and compete hard. Is scheduling a challenge because you, you want to get those games like the Dayton, like the Missouris, to get experience, get a little bit of money into the program? You want to get some games that you feel like you got a really good chance of winning. You obviously don't want your team uh, getting beat down in the non-conference. Like it just, it, what, it, what has that been like for you as you put together the schedule? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think, in all honesty, I think we're going to be in a we're going to be in a fortunate uh, you know situation from a scheduling standpoint. So I don't think it gets challenging, but. But scheduling is important, you know, and how you how you manage the games that, that you have, right? And so, you know, we'll we'll probably traditionally we'll we'll play three guarantee games, you know, the Missouris, the Illinois, the the BYU's, Dayton's, you know. Um so we're gonna be fortunate, you know, some teams have to play five or six of those, you know, and I think we're gonna be pretty steady at, at three and that and that's a good number. That's fair. That that's fair. You know, you've got to generate revenue for the department, you've got to generate revenue for your own program. And that that's common along, you know, college basketball, as you well know. Um, but I think the I think the challenging part and then the important part is how you manage the remaining games you have before your conference schedule. And I think even this year we were able to do that a little bit, uh, you know, in, in hopes of grabbing opponents that are a similar level than us. You know, when we get, you know, UMKC on the road, uh, we get Idaho State at home. Uh, we go to McNeese State for an exempt tournament, and we'll play Lamar and Western Carolina. So, so in between those those guarantee games that we have, and then some non-division one games that we have, you know, I think we're going to get a good experience playing some some division one schools that I think are are at a similar level as teams in the OVC. And so, I think we've been able to manage it pretty good, um, and we'll try to do the same thing, you know, moving forward couple more questions for Lindenwood men's basketball coach Kyle Gerdeman joining us here on Sports Open Line. You've got some guys returning from last year and you know much of this conversation has been focused on uh, the the uh, increase in, in competition and who you're going to be playing. What has your message, message been to those guys who maybe put up some pretty good numbers previously but now they're going into uh, playing a lot more Division One opponents? Yeah, you know, I, I think they I think they, they understand it without even really talking about it a lot. You know, they understand that, that we're we're playing a, a, a more challenging level. You know, I, I've said this and I believe it. Uh, you know, I, I do think that, you know, when we played in the G O V C division two, I thought it was a really, really talented league and a really competitive league. And so, you know, I, I think there's some similarities there and obviously the O V C is gonna be a better league top to bottom than the G O V C was. But I also think some of the things that our guys did will be transferable, you know, to the Ohio Valley Conference. I think they'll be able to have some success, right? And so, so I'm hopeful of that. But then I think in general, one thing that we talked about this summer was, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to work the same way that we've always worked here. You know, we're going to come in. We're going to try to improve everybody individually. We're going to try to develop a tough team, uh, a competitive team. Uh, and we're going to do that no different than we would have if we were at the division two level, the division one level, you know, coaching at junior college, whatever it might be, you know, you just, you set your foundation and, and, and you, and you have your experience and you, you go try to create the best team you can uh, regardless of level. And hopefully maybe if they think along those terms, you know, maybe that takes a little pressure off them or eases the nerves a little bit. We'll have to see, but, but that's been kind of our message the entire time. How valuable has uh, assistant coach Anthony Bean been to you? I mean, his, his, he has a fantastic resume, obviously. So to have somebody like him yeah. uh, come into the program has got to be a benefit. Yeah, yeah. We were, um, you know, we, I was, uh, we were lucky to get him, 
Um, and I go back years with, with Coach Bean when I was actually, I'll tell you how old he is real quick, because when I was a senior in college, he was an assistant coach at Southeast Missouri State. So, so that's how far, far back I go with him. And, and obviously he's had a, he's had a great career uh, as a coach, uh, you know, really sharp, uh, great recruiter, but, but a great person and a great role model for our student athletes to be around on a daily basis. And I think from, I think from the first day he walked into practice this summer, um, you could just feel the energy and the um, and the professionalism that he carries himself with, the knowledge that he has of coaching, and and the way he motivates our guys. You know, it really stood out to me right away, and, and he's been great for us without a doubt. Lindenwood men's basketball opening up their season on Monday at Dayton. Their head coach is Kyle Gerdeman. Coach, thank you so much for the time. Hopefully, we can uh, check in with you on occasion uh, over the course of the season. No, thank you very much. I'd, I'd be glad to do it anytime. Lindenwood men's basketball coach Kyle Gerdeman joining us here on Sports Open Line as that is the first piece of our uh, parade of coaches, as we like to call it. Coming up uh, in a little bit less than an hour, we are going to be joined by Southern Illinois men's basketball coach Brian Mullins. And next week, a number of college basketball coaches will be uh, joining us as well. We still got a lot to get to, including a very interesting name image likeness story coming out of Knoxville, Tennessee. I'll explain that coming up in just a moment. It is Sports Open Line. We're back after this here on KMOX. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX. <laughs> oh, so. Sometimes things are really funny, and to me, that was just funny because we had the big voice, this is America's Sports Voice, Cam Wax, followed by you 2 with or with, that was with or without you, yeah, with or without you, which is a little bit of a lower key, so just those two things playing back-to-back caught me a little bit off guard. We want to be back into Sports Open Line on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley, starting to wrap up hour number one of the program. And hour number two, a lot to get to. We'll hear the uh, comments from earlier today from Blues head coach uh, Craig Berube. Joe Roderick from Klabes Online will join us. And we will have chapter two of our parade of coaches as SIU's Brian Mullins is going to join us uh, on the program later on today. So, One of my favorite things about name image likeness coming into college athletics is just the creativity in which uh, athletes and companies that they work with can do things. And I like that overall. Like it's, it's a lot more fun when you see a fun, creative commercial than when you see just like the normal, standard, boring commercial. Same thing here on the radio. That we have some, uh, we have some advertisers who are very creative in what they do, and they are, uh, they are a lot more fun to be able to listen to. So let's go to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee on this one. If you remember, uh, Tennessee football last year had a loss against Ole Miss. They lost the game 31-26. In that game, Tennessee appeared to convert a fourth and long attempt, uh, but the ball was spotted short. They went to review. It uh, stood, and they ended up losing. At that point, Tennessee football fans started hurling trash onto the field, and there is this, uh, there's this photo, fairly famous photo, of just a mustard bottle sitting on the ground. So somebody had sn- had snuck a mustard bottle into the uh, Tennessee game, which takes us to another question. Like, wh- There's a lot of things to sneak into games. Like maybe you want to sneak alcohol in. Uh, maybe you want to sneak other drinks in. 
Why are you sneaking mustard in? Matt Pajeski, would you ever sneak mustard into a sporting event? If I knew the concession stand was routinely out of the condiments that I liked, then I'd think about it. There's no way the the concession stands at Tennessee games are routinely out of mustard. Then I guess not. Yes. All right. So there's this shot of that. Uh, here comes the creative thing. Tennessee uh, quarterback Hendon Hooker who is somebody who might just win the Heisman Trophy this year. He has really led the resurgence of uh, Tennessee football. He has signed a deal with French's Mustard, and he is now a spokesperson for French's Mustard. And in the initial social media shot, they basically recreated the shot of the mustard on the field from last year. And to take this one step further as part of the deal, here's where it gets good. Hooker and French's debuted a mustard-themed sneaker. I think it looks good. I, I, I don't know if I could pull it off. I can't really pull off any type of eclectic footwear, but I, I think the, the mustard-themed sneaker is a good look. I think those are Nikes. I can't totally tell. You've got the, the Nike swoosh is in mustard yellow, and then it looks like the mustard is kind of falling off of it. So it's a, it's a good look. So, so good on Tennessee, good on Hidden Hooker, good on French's mustard for signing this deal. And by the way, this is not the only mustard-themed name image likeness deal we've seen this year. At Texas, they have a running back whose name is Bijan Robinson. All right, Matt, you just heard his name. What kind of mustard is he pushing? Dijon. Yes, Bijan Dijon. Uh so they uh Bijan Robinson released his own brand of Dijon mustard, which is called Bijan <laughs> Tried to get through that without laughing. It is called Bijan Mustardson. So his name is Bijan Robinson. If you want to go get his mustard, which I'm sure is just flying off the shelves in Austin, Texas, you can get yourself some Bijan Mustardson. So uh, so there you go. Those are your mustard-themed name, image, likeness deals. Are you a mustard guy? Do you put mustard on, uh, on you know, stuff? I like it on hot dogs yeah. or bratwurst, and that's about it. I'm the same way. Do you put anything else on, or is it just the mustard? On the hot dog? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll do ketchup, relish, pickles. I'll try to make it like my own Chicago-style dog. So when I do a hot dog or a brat, if I want mustard on it, the mustard pretty much has to be alone. That's oh. I, I, don't make, like I, I don't like the taste of ketchup and mustard being mixed unless it's on like a burger. But on a hot dog or on a brat... It's all mustard. My wife hates mustard. Hates it. I think she dislikes the fact that I like mustard. And she actively works against me where if we're if I'm making a hot dog for my daughter who's three years old, my wife does not, does not want me putting mustard on the hot dog or mustard down on the plate so my daughter can dip it because she doesn't want my daughter liking mustard. She doesn't want her to be influenced by no. her poor cuisine taste. Yes, so uh, it doesn't stop me. I still do it, and I think my daughter likes mustard on her hot dog just fine because that's the that's I can remember going to Cardinals games when I when I was little with my dad. He was the same way. He wanted just the mustard on the hot dog, so that's where I got it from. Going to a Cardinal game with my dad, he'd get us each a hot dog. He would put just mustard on his. I would put just mustard on mine. And to this day, I am a just mustard guy when it comes to 
hot dogs, and also brats. Next hour, we got a lot to get to. We'll hear from Craig Berube. We'll hear from uh, Joe Roderick. We'll hear from Brian Mullins. I said it's going to be a very, very busy 7 o'clock hour. As we wrap up a week's worth of shows, it's a sports open line. It is a Friday night. We'll be back with you after the top of the hour news right here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.